for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a return guest with a new name. We have Makara. What's up, everyone? Did I pronounce it right? I've... Yes. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Makara. <laughs> okay. I I was like, yeah, okay. I'm glad I got yeah. it right. Perfect. I, it's, it's one of those things where I started talking, and then I was like, oh, I... Didn't get it right, but nope, I did. Cool. No, you're Perfect. good. You got it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, glad to have you back on the podcast. You know, it's uh, look, just kind of been following you. It's been about a little less than a year. I think we just uh, said before we jumped on here, but mm-hmm. been following you for that year or so. And it's been really incredible to see how things have changed for you and what you've been doing. So yeah, but- it's been a crazy year. I feel like a lot has happened. <laughs> I can't even believe it's been a year since we last talked. It doesn't feel like that long. This year's flown by. It's it's ridiculous. That's something like it's so funny because there's sometimes that I'll have musicians on and it'll only have been or it'll been over a year, a year and a half, but it feels like I just talked to them last month and they'll reach out to me and be like, Hey, can I come back? And I was like, We just talked. What do you have to do to promote? It's been a year and a half. And I'm like, Well, I'm out of it. So it happens yeah time flies when you're busy yeah for sure that is a fact a (laughs) fact so um for well let's talk about the uh, name change first uh you did Mm -hmm. in the year you did change your name uh what was kind of the thought process behind doing uh, like a rebrand yeah so i guess like with covid and everything going on last year it gave me a lot of time to think like last year was kind of my incubation period i feel with getting these releases ready for this year and just thinking about my brand and my artistry um and this year i worked a lot on branding because i actually won two scholarships with some amazing vocal coaches and i've worked with both of them on on kind of like reshaping my brand and, and my artistry and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I've kind of always wanted a stage name different from my quote unquote real name, yeah. even though like my real name's cool too. But I was like, I don't know. I kind of want to get into that persona. Um, and I don't know, I guess really just like the name Mikara and what inspired the name actually was I was watching Avatar Last Airbender. Do you watch that show? I have not. I've seen. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. And I feel like everyone's seen, everyone knew the show except for me. Like I never watched it as a kid. And then over quarantine, I watched it mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is like so good. It, w- it was just a, it was a great show. Highly recommend. Um, and one of the characters' names is Katara and she's a waterbender. And I've always had this idea, like originally when I started releasing music, I always wanted my middle name Mika to be part of my stage name. But there's like a European DJ with that name already on Spotify. So I was like, oh, I can't take that. Yeah. Um, so when I watched this show, I super related to Katara and her character. And it kind of just came to me. I was like, oh, my God, like I could be Makara. 
And um, originally that was going to be like a side project, but I was like, you know what? Like, why not just fully rebrand myself and do something new and different? Yeah. I mean, you're still very young in your career, so it's not like you've been doing this for 20 years and it's like, oh, you're not like Snoop Dogg, like, oh, I'm going to try and become. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I was like, I'm not it's not going to like affect me in any negative way to change my name at this point. And also this is the third time I've actually changed my name. So really, yeah. I, cause my first release ever was under like my full legal name mm-hmm. and then I dropped the last name and then now it's Nikara. Gotcha. That's fair. So yeah. the first, the first release. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So you said it was, um, Makara is named after, or inspired by uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, which is very funny because I've seen this, seen the show pop up on Netflix or whatever. But okay, I always yeah. got, wasn't there like a a movie that wasn't the anime? Yeah, I haven't watched the movie. I heard it's terrible because and... that's why I never watched <laughs> the anime. I saw like okay. twenty minutes of the movie. And it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I heard the movie is like really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, I wouldn't recommend. Also, I don't think the original creators of the show were even involved in that movie at all. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't know the whole, the whole backstory, but everybody <laughs> kept telling me I needed to watch Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. and I t- went and searched. You that, watched the wrong and, one. <laughs> and that's what came up. And then I realized, oh, they're talking about the anime. Mm-hmm. But I associated the anime with the real, the live action movie, I guess is what you want to call it. And it's just like, nope, sorry, yeah. I can't do this. So, yeah, I haven't even tried that one. I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, um, like we said, you'd been busy all or for the entire year of 2021, even though like, it seems like COVID's still been very uh, prevalent, I guess, throughout yeah. this year with like restricting shows and all that fun stuff. You were mm-hmm. able to get out an EP, right? Uh, it's an EP? Yeah, an EP. Uh, Three song EP. I'm going to let you uh, tell us what the name of the EP is so I don't completely butcher. <laughs> uh, so the EP is called Melancholia. Okay. And I kind of wrote it it kind of like sums up my time in LA Mm because right now I'm not in LA anymore because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, I was really inspired writing this EP when I first moved to LA. And I feel like that first year is kind of when I wrote these songs and then I went and got it produced and finished so I could release it. Um, Yeah. It's very like pop dreamy vibes. And I was really excited about this release too, because in the past, a lot of my songs have been tracks that were given to me that I wrote to, but this whole EP I composed myself like on my piano mm-hmm. and then and then um, worked with a producer, actually Jeremiah Raisin, who produced it and fl- like fleshed out the song for me. So I was really cool like working in that way. Nice. Like I felt like the songs were like, like they're more mine. Like I yeah. had more control about like where the song was gonna go, which is cool. That's really cool. Um, so what kind of, inspired you to take on more production like actually building out the instrumental and like taking on more um creative in that aspect um I've always written songs 
like with well my songwriting process is usually like me singing to myself in my voice notes and I'll write up like one of the songs on the EP called Wildfire I was actually at work Mm-hmm. Uh, on Hollywood Boulevard and I remember like this guy like to kind of you know screw me over or whatever and I had a lot of things to say about it so I was at work and the store was like the store was super dead because for a while they're making us open up like really early and like no one in Hollywood gets up that early yeah. so I'd just be like sitting in the store by myself um so I was just singing this song into my phone and like I wrote the whole song that day just in my voice memos mm. And then I came back home and I got my keyboard and I was like, all right. So I was like fooling around the keyboard, like what keys go behind this? Um, And that's been my songwriting process for a while. Like my Mm -hmm. very first EP I released was mostly written that way. Um, But then I guess there was some sort of shift where I was doing a lot more like EDM type DJ stuff where I was sent tracks. So it was kind of like more like getting back to my roots of songwriting aspect Mm -hmm. of it um and i i don't i don't really do production yet i'm learning okay so so i wouldn't say i produced i didn't produce like anything on that but i did like write the songs myself and so it does feel like like these songs are more of my baby than like mm-hmm. songs that i take a track that inspire me but that's also cool too because it makes you write songs that you wouldn't normally write mm-hmm. gotcha so, kind of like two oh. different writing styles we're going to take a little swerve left turn here because I just kind of picked up on something, just kind of scrolling through your uh, Spotify list. It, correct me if I'm wrong. You Did you not uh, bring over any of the songs from the Corinne OC project to the... Um, no, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sitting here like, um, all your songs say 2021. Am I missing something here? But, yeah, yeah. So it's all my new stuff, but I do have a playlist on my Spotify page of like my entire discography. If anyone wants to, like, you know, find some of my older material and whatnot. Gotcha, gotcha. Because yeah. you know, sometimes the uh, musicians will just kind of bring over their old music into a new mm-hmm. project and re-release it if it's a uh, if it feels if they feel the need to. But yeah. I also kind of feel like I'm shifting my direction a little bit Mm because I did consider bringing some of those songs over. um, But also like low-key CD Baby was giving me a hard time about it. So they're like, you can't put your songs on a new artist name. And I was like, what do you mean? So many other people have. Uh, (laughs) You know, so I was like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Not not to to bash CD Baby. CD Baby's given us some issues in the past. We used to, Mm -hmm. for the longest time, we did a, live acoustic stuff okay and so it'd be like so like well let's take uh wildfire for instance it would be you performing it live acoustically not the studio recorded album and Mm -hmm. cd baby would come in and say oh nope you can't post this on youtube because it we Mm. have the master copies or whatever it is and i was like yeah listen to the song like yeah no so (laughs) yeah that happens i get it cd baby is uh trying to protect themselves and their artists but yeah sometimes they just need to chill out but (laughs) so um so you released the this uh three song ep Mm -hmm. are you working towards a full-length album or is it um are you you just kind of staying in the singles because you also released a bunch of singles that aren't on the ep as well Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm kind of just focused on singles at the moment. I have, 
I have one coming out around Halloween time that I'm super, super excited about. Um, it's a song about being a vampire and how I seduce people. So okay, nice. pretty cool, pretty cool I, stuff. Uh, <laughs> you're the third musician in the last month that have told me that you're releasing a Halloween song. And I'm super stoked. Really? Just oh it, my it's just one of those things where it's like, you don't hear a lot of Halloween music. Mm-hmm. And uh, about two months ago or three months ago, I watched a uh, Who Halloween, the, the Adam Sandler film on Netflix. Okay, I'll have to watch it. I haven't yeah. seen that one. And there's a band. They they go to like this party, and there's this band that their whole stick or shtick is a uh, uh, they're a vampire band or something. It, okay. It's like I, that's really interesting. So, yeah. Damn, I got some competition now. <laughs> I mean, different genres. I don't think there's much. Yeah, yeah, comp- yeah. yeah. I don't think there's much competition going on. But <laughs> uh, you know, so that's really cool and something interesting because you're starting to see more musicians i noticed it last year with christmas a lot of musicians doing christmas originals and now this Mm -hmm. year it seems like halloween yeah which is funny because i totally wrote this song in like february okay please please explain i don't know it just like you know some songs just kind of come out and i remember i was trying to write this song um because I really love this beat. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, oh, I need to write a song to this. Um, and I was so, like, stuck. I was having writer's block. But then I kind of just writed a, started writing about, um, like, being anxious and depressed or whatever. And then I had, like, one song concept. And it was so weird because all of a sudden it just shifted into this, like, vampire thing. And I was like, oh, my God, that shit's so cool. And then I kind of went with that route. And I'm like super stoked about it. And that's why I was like, oh, this will be the perfect song to release like in October. Um, even though it's totally a song that can go all year round. But yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna play up. I already took my uh pictures with my fangs in and whatnot. So I'm pretty excited. I'm hoping I can find someone that wants to do a music video with me. I think that'd be really cool. I haven't shot a video in so long, like pre-COVID. That, I, I mean that makes sense. Pre-COVID makes sense. Yeah. So no, that and actually, in a time where music videos would do a lot of good for a lot of musicians, it's interesting that more musicians aren't trying to do music videos and just getting creative yeah. with it. So, yeah, at this point, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna film some stuff myself on my iPhone and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm just gonna teach myself how to edit, and make it work. I mean, like, I, the, you'll thank yourself at the end, like. I mean, mm-hmm. to be fair, you'll know how to do it. So if you ever have to do it again. Exactly. It's just like so. something you just keep getting better at the more yeah. practice you get. For sure. Um, and then you'd mentioned earlier that you moved out of LA and you're mm-hmm. back in Northern California. How long have you been uh, back in back home? Like six months now. Okay. Oh, or almost a year. I don't know. Something like that. It's been a minute. Yeah. Cause you were in LA last time we talked about I was yeah yeah um so what COVID primary reason why you moved or what what was kind of yeah I was just like why am I spending all this money to live in Hollywood when I can't like leave my apartment and then of course once I left it was like things started opening up again and I was like oh my god but I'm I'm glad I stayed here because it gave me more of a chance to gig because things like now that I'm in a smaller town things are more open 
Mm -hmm. um and it's been open like since i got back like fully open compared to la where they really took a long time phasing out their opening process and and honestly most artists are just starting to tour again i think this past month oh wow um so it really worked out for me because now that i'm back home i can uh like i've been performing out like every single weekend so it's been kind of crazy going from like one year of not being on stage to now it's like friday saturday thursday friday saturday like I'm on stage doing my right. thing again. I'm like, oh, it's such a, it's such a shift, no. but it's good. It's, it feels good to like be back on stage and uh, getting to connect with people through an audience. I think that's where like one of my strengths lie. Yeah, for sure. And uh, do you, uh, how long do you plan on staying in Northern California or is it just kind of playing it by ear um, right now? Playing it by ear, but I don't think any longer, like I'm, I think by next year I'll probably figure out another place to go okay i I mean assuming that everything's gonna be like normal yeah Yeah. as much as normal as we can get it i don't know just who knows yeah oh because i know now i mean i have a feeling by beginning of next year things will get back to normal i've talked that's what i'm thinking i've talked to a few music festivals that are can't not canceling they're Mm -hmm. rescheduling how they're doing things Mm because they're like earlier in the year they're in like january february march and it's like honestly i think by january one everything's going to be 95 percent back yeah to the way it was yeah that's what i'm hoping because honestly where i'm at now it, it feels completely normal but then when i go to like la or the bay area it definitely is like oh shit like it's still happening yeah yeah i mean pretty much everywhere i've been it's pretty much just the only place that it's not normal is when i go to work mm-hmm. when i go to work it's not normal but that's that's to be expected like they're just yeah. trying to protect themselves it is what it yeah, is totally makes sense so but do you have any uh ideas where the next place might be would you go back down to la or would you just completely change it up and I'm definitely, it's most likely going to be LA if anywhere else, like possibly Nashville. But Mm -hmm. even if I would go to Nashville, I probably wouldn't stay for longer than like six months. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also hard because sometimes I go back to LA and I'm like, oh, do I really want to live here? And it's weird being gone for so long because now it's like, oh man, I don't know if I can take this energy anymore. I've I've turned into a, I went from like partier to homebody. Yeah, I I feel you. I will say- I feel like I aged 10 years over quarantine. Uh, I mean, I feel kind of the same as well, but that's because I gained 40 pounds in <laughs> COVID and I can't figure out how to get it off. <laughs> I, uh, over last year for Christmas, I went and visited family mm-hmm. and my grandma mentioned something. She's like, oh, you look like you're getting big. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, what? Thanks, and then, we, uh, <laughs> then I jumped on a scale and I was like, holy crap, I put on 40 pounds. Where did this come from? And, yeah. Uh, so. yeah, definitely. I feel like that happened to a lot of people. Yeah. I and feel so like. Now it's just kind of like, eh, I got to get myself into a gym or something. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. No, but I was, <laughs> what I was going to say was um, Austin actually seems to be like it's really starting to do something. They're leaning more True. into the comedy scene but they've always had a thriving music scene i don't know what like when it yeah, comes to, i've never been there when it comes to like the pop more pop genre i don't know where uh where would be the best place to go like la seems mm-hmm. like it makes sense 
yeah oh, new for york sure. you know yeah but if if you're questioning la i don't know if new york's gonna yeah <laughs> i know it's such a such a weird time it's most likely gonna be la gotcha. eventually it's gonna be la eventually eventually so i, mean, I might stop somewhere in between hey and the fact that you're willing to get out and travel and have those experiences is amazing because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, it, it's going to put everything into perspective and make mm-hmm. you realize, or it's going to help you realize, oh, hey, there's more out there than my hometown or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So. And it's like, I'm young, so I don't want to settle down like too fast. You know, I want to like try to see the world a little bit. Yeah that's been my mantra and it's just like i'm 34 now and it's like oh i i probably need to start worrying about those other things that like family and finding a place to stay but it's like no there's still so much i want to do like yeah i'm not and everyone's on their own path too you don't have to like compare yourself to anyone else i'm gonna be i'm gonna be acting like i'm 21 probably till i'm like 50 (laughs) i feel it I feel that, you know, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, I'm going to be 45 and it's like, okay, I'm ready to get married and everybody's gone or taken or whatever. So it is what it is, but um, yeah. So EP, you dropped it. uh, Your new EP is out now. You dropped a remix after the EP, correct? I did. Yes. Just last month, I think just last month uh what what was the idea behind the remix or why did you want to do a remix um so i was actually super cool my friend uh zent reached out to me and he heard my acoustic version on youtube and was like hey i want to remix this song and i was like oh my god that'd be freaking awesome um because i've worked with him in the past he actually was a co-producer and writer on after the fall which, which was the first single I released with them, which it was like, uh, which was like EDM mm-hmm. and whatnot. And he was like, oh, I want to do a remix of this. And I was like, oh, perfect. Like, I would love to do a remix. I think that'd be super fun. And yeah, I sent him the stems and I let him have total creative freedom on what he wants to do uh, with that version. And I think it turned out like really cool, like very, very um, like summer sitting on the beach ocean vibes nice and that is that something that you would continue to pursue moving forward if the music seemed to work right or the remix seemed to make sense for the song yeah i love doing remixes i think because i definitely have roots in like edm music and djs and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. i love remixes and like other versions of songs and this was actually really cool for me too because i think this is the first ever time I had someone remix a song for me. So that was really exciting. And it's really cool, like, seeing another artist be like, hey, I really like your song, I want to remix it. So it felt really special, and, like, that was just a lot of fun. And, like, the more songs I can make out of one song, the better, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, you think about Lil Nas X, he extended his entire... He extended one song off of, I don't know, what was it, like, three, four remixes, something like that? Yeah, there were so many. I feel at least four. Yeah. I want to say. So, like, I mean, the remix model makes sense and it's absolutely perfect. So, yeah, it's like, why um, not? The one thing that I'm 
almost positive we didn't talk about last time that I kind of want to talk about right now was um, your inspirate or you getting your start with your dad and uh, mm. your, and his musical career and how he kind of helped your musical career. Um, so can yeah. you kind of uh, explain that for people that don't know uh, how your father helps you get into yeah, so my dad introduced me to music at a very young age. So I have two older siblings and he always played guitar for them to help them go to sleep at night. And then when I came along, he would play guitar for me, but I would always stay up and I'd sing along and like dance on the bed. Um, and then when he'd tune his guitar, I would sing along to the note and that's when he realized I had like good pitch. Mm -hmm. So my parents decided to put me in choir and voice lessons. And then I think the first time I performed in front of an audience with my dad playing guitar was like age six. So I was singing for, for like quite like for a long time, like wow. forever. Yeah. And your dad had a, or you still play with your dad's band, correct? I do. Yeah. yeah. Now, that I'm, now that I'm back in town, we're playing out every weekend. Uh, so his band's Cato and the Donuts, and I front his band pr pretty much every time. Like, I'll play some songs with him. And, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and he loves it. And it's kind of like where I think we've both pushed each other to get to where we are today. Mm -hmm. Like, he introduced me to music, but I really introduced him to – like songwriting and the confidence to kind of get on stage and sing because he started singing like after I started singing on stage. And um, especially like once I went away for college and stuff, it was kind of like, all right, he had to take over the band, you know? Mm -hmm. So he started performing on his own and now he's like performing with his band all the time and like absolutely loves it. He's living out his rock star fantasy right now. <laughs> with the, and it's it, like, I mean, the fact that it's, you're fronting the band and it's not like a family band that's really cool that's i mean it yeah. is a it's a i don't know how you'd want to describe that one it's it's like it's like his band but then i'm featured okay. like all the shows i come and do like an hour and a half or two hours of music with them gotcha yeah and uh so when you're when you're doing your solo set will they be mm -hmm. your like backing band as well or is it do you kind of try and separate your solo project from Cato and the Donuts so it is separated um because like a lot of my stuff that you hear that's out is like very produced and very like yeah. electronic heavy mm -hmm. um so with my dad with all the live instruments he has the guitar bass drums we have a saxophone player sometimes mm -hmm. and so I do, it's like, I do renditions of my songs with the band. So it's actually kind of cool because that's like a whole other vibe in itself also. Yeah. It's kind of more like a folk indie vibe when we play with him. Um, and so that's actually another project I'm working on that I would love to get recorded. I think I'm going to get some like live recordings done and post those on Spotify as well, especially yeah. for the people that are always coming to the shows and like those versions of the songs. Yeah. And actually that's, it's interesting you brought that up because that was one of the reasons we started live and amplified was because that there are just some of these acts or musicians that they what you hear live is so different than what they hear in the or 
as on the album or whatever, mm-hmm. whether it's more produced or whatever, you know, so it's like, we wanted to get that more authentic experience. So mm-hmm. if we were to go, if you were to go hear them live, this is more relevant to what you would hear. But mm-hmm. then we also started realizing that there are acts out there that you can't necessarily reproduce just easily reproduce live like that. So it mm-hmm. takes some like reconfiguring kind of like what you were mentioning. Yeah. And so that that's really been kind of the cool thing is to see how bands will, if they're more pop or pop produced, how they would kind of turn things. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Cause so for my uh, melancholia EP release party, I did a solo set with my backing tracks, but mm-hmm. with me playing piano also. Okay. Um, and I've never done that before. Like I've played with my backing tracks and I've played with the band, but I've never tried to kind of incorporate, incorporate like live and backing. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of an interesting experience. Cause I had to like go through the 50 stems of my song and like pull out certain stems that I was going to be playing on piano and then try to figure out like, all right, what sounds do I have in my library that can kind of sound like that? you know, like, like type of sound in my keyboard. Um, So that was kind of fun and something totally new for me and and something I want to continue learning how to do and get better at. Awesome. Awesome. Is there ever a possibility of you doing a show completely on the uh, on the piano, just as like a strip back, whatever? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I do solo stuff. Um, a lot of the time too so like i'll i'll play piano and then some 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 shows is like a total variety like i'll play with the band and then i'll play acoustic on piano and then i'll play with tracks it just it just like really depends on the vibe and the mood of the show and, and the venue i feel like the venues i play really determines like what vibe i'm going for nice yeah and what kind of because so you're in northern california you're in yeah. lodi right yeah okay I'm sorry. I the only reason I know that name is because I watched Sons of Anarchy. I just recently oh, okay. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. And yeah. So uh, that's the only reason I know how to pronounce that Lodi. So. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so what are what are some of the venues kind of like up there in Lodi? Um, so one of the main venues we've been playing is Ollie's, which is super cool. They have a great, they're like an Irish pub. And they have a huge outdoor like beer garden area and like a nice big stage. Um, so that's kind of our main like go-to that we perform at. But then on occasion, I'll still do like winery gigs, which are more low key. Like sometimes just my dad comes out and plays guitar with me or I'll play piano. Um, and then sometimes like restaurant bars, yeah. like that type of vibe too, which is also like a little more chill. Um but if I'm doing like a showcase with like a bunch of different artists where they're only giving us like 15 to 30 minutes, I'll usually just like do my tracks and do the full on like pop stuff. Yeah, for sure. That's really cool. And, um, as far as like shows actually playing shows, how often you're usually playing three, four times a week, how often are you usually playing? Probably, probably like two to three times a week. Yeah. And is that normally where you'd like to be or would you like to get that up a little bit more? Um, it's not necessarily about the numbers, but I would love to start touring more okay. once, once things become, you know, a little more open and, and COVID friendly, safe. Yeah. I've 
completely understood. And so you're yeah. pretty much just staying in your area or, or are you yeah. going down to LA at all? Um, I am planning to, I'm hoping to plan something in LA soon. Um, but I've mostly just been staying out here just because I've been so busy with other things. Mm-hmm. And I keep, it's funny because when I left LA, I told everyone, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be back at least like once a month. And I think I've been there like twice in the yeah. past year. Uh, so yeah, it's, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yep. That's pretty much how it is. You yeah. leave someplace and it's like, oh, I'll be back. Yeah. I'll go back ever. And then you're like, oh, I don't want to make that drive. <laughs> For sure. For sure. And that's how it was when I left Roswell and I moved, I lived in Roswell, New Mexico for four years and I moved to uh, uh, Tallahassee, Florida. And I was like, Oh, I'll be back once every few months, you know? I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. And I made the trip once. Yeah. I, I was gone for two years and I made the trip once and it was just like, yeah, that, that's not a fun trip to make. So I'm not going to make mm-hmm. it as much as I need yeah to, it's so. tough yeah for sure for sure um and then as far as like gigging out and all that stuff where are some of the places that you really want to try and hit is there like a dream list of places um hmm. probably just like I don't even know I guess like some venues in LA I'd really like to play at like uh madame siam's pretty cool i used to hang out there all the time so i'd love to play there um there's also some really cool venues in san francisco and how far from uh, san francisco are you like an hour and a half two hours okay, okay. Yeah, so are you run. north of san francisco or are you south of um or I neither I'm, i think i'm east east okay that makes Wait. more sense I don't know. I'm so bad with directions. Oh, it's all good. Oh, it's all good. It's like not north or south, though. It's like, it's. I think it's like this way. Okay, this way. so it's east. It's got yeah, unless, sure it's east. unless it's west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's east. The, it's east. Then you're out in the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Oh, cool. And then, um, so just you pretty much want to kind of establish yourself in California, and then. Yeah. On from there. Yeah, that's kind of the plan. Like, get some more shows going in LA and Bay Area. Establish myself here, and then expand out. Nice. And yeah. then, um, as once you get the uh, next single release in October, have you released the name of it yet, or is that all still? I haven't, but we, you can hear it here first. <laughs> awesome. Um. So it's called Run Around. Okay. Yeah. Right. So uh, once you get Run Around released, uh. I guess it would probably be within the next month, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so once you get Runaround released, what's kind of the plan after that? Um, after that, I have another song I'm thinking about releasing. <laughs> and then I think those will probably be my last two songs of the year. Um, I'm probably going to chill out in December and enjoy the holidays. Also, because I feel like dropping stuff during Christmas time is like not, not the way yeah i don't know everyone's everyone's busy doing christmas stuff and i I mean i might do maybe a few christmas covers yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll do a put a santa hat on and sing something nice you know i used to push really hard during the christmas time and then i always disappoint myself because Mm -hmm. i do maybe a tenth of what i really wanted to do 
And so this year I'm doing a complete left turn and starting the weekend. So 19th, 20th, 21st of November, we're doing like a podcast marathon thing to fundraise for um, pancreatic cancer research. Because I don't know if you saw my mom passed away back in July from pancreatic cancer. I'm sorry. And so it's been one of those, when she got diagnosed, I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. and uh, National Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Day is November 19th. Um, okay. So we're doing that. And then once I wrap with that, I'm off until January 2nd. Okay. And I don't usually do that, but I'm just like, you know what? This year, let's try it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And uh, if it doesn't work, then next year, I'll just kind of go back to disappointing myself in December. But we'll see what happens. So I I think that's kind of the plan moving forward. And okay. So nice. um, And then as far as uh, um, 2022, have you started booking out shows or is it, have you not thought that far ahead yet? No, I haven't thought that far ahead. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Um, And then outside of music, let's talk a little bit about you outside of music, you know, kind of, uh, downtime what are some of your hobbies what do you do when you need to get um well I just got back from Oregon which was really cool and I learned how to e-foil so that's my new hobby (laughs) I don't even know what that is yeah so okay so I guess I'll start from the beginning my dad's really into water sports like windsurfing and we've gone kiteboarding a few times. I love kiteboarding. And, mm-hmm. and so remember how I said, like, my artist name is based off Katara, waterbender? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, like, super into water sports. Okay. Like, wakeboarding, kiteboarding, all that stuff. Um, I grew up on, like, a small man-made lake, so we were always out there, like, swimming every day and doing all that. Um, so e-foiling is a new – so, like, foiling is a new sport, and so is wing foiling, which okay. is all – so wing foiling is basically a combination of windsurfing and kiteboarding. Okay. But it's kind of like you're on a small surfboard, but it comes out of the water about three to five feet. So when you're riding the board, you're not riding the wave. Like, like you're not feeling the water because you're actually out of the water. So you're, it's like, it's smooth and you're gliding. Okay. So you don't feel any of that tension from being on the wave. Okay. And it's really cool. And then, so our friends had e-foils in Oregon up at Hood River. And um, it's basically a foil board, but it has an electronic battery. So you can ride it around without using the wing or without using a kiteboard. Because kiteboarders also use foils these days as well. Okay. Um, just because it's easier on your body and it's like more fun. Gotcha. Okay. So I just Googled yeah. e-foil and now it makes yeah. all the sense in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a hard to explain. I, I always like some people pictures kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, no, no um, it makes because it's got you, it's basically a smaller surfboard. And then you've got like a fin at the bottom or you've got like yeah. a propeller propeller. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, you got a propeller at the bottom. And it like that'll that's what causes you to rise. It's almost yeah. like a water hoverboard, if you think about it. Yeah, pretty much. Um yeah. Yeah, similar like a hydrofoil, and yeah, it's like a water hoverboard. It's crazy. Yeah, it was so crazy. It how was hard, so much how fun. hard was it for you to pick that up and learn? Oh, it's like instant. 
I picked it up right away. But okay. I've also been wakeboarding forever and um, doing like board water sports. Okay. So I was nervous going on the first time. Called like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. Like everyone's saying, like, so it takes a minute. Um, but one of the guys showed me how to do, it and I feel like he gave me very good instructions. So mm-hmm. I was up and going right away. And then every day I got on a smaller board. So it's pretty cool. Gotcha. So is it yeah. like surfing where like the bigger the board, the easier it is to ride, yeah. right? That's how it goes. Bigger the board, yeah. the easier it is to ride. Yeah. The bigger the board, bigger the board, the easier it is to get up on. There you but, go. But yeah, the smaller boards were a lot easier to turn and like carve. Um, so a little more like fun, but yeah, it's super cool. That's definitely like my new, my new like obsession. Nice. <laughs> and so you're going to be e-foiling all next summer. Unless they come yeah. something completely different. And yeah. I know. Hopefully. I hope. Yeah. Nice. Cool. <laughs> no, just kind of looking at the photos on here, it looks really cool. Cause I I tried to skimboard once mm-hmm. during uh spring break in college and that didn't go over very well. I yeah. Uh, so but my friend my roommates, they all took to it like fish fish and yeah. water so it's just kind of like okay cool well it's funny too because i hate surfing like really? wave surfing i hate it but <laughs> yeah but like kiteboarding and doing the foil and like wakeboarding like love that so it really just depends i mean i i guess that makes sense like because it just like e-foiling just from what i can see it kind of looks more like it'd be the water equivalent to skateboarding maybe yeah maybe i don't know yeah i feel that i feel like skateboarding would be similar i don't know it's it's so it's so like nail um i'd I'd love to meet the person that just decided hey i'm gonna take a essentially a skimboard and put a um a foil or a prop or whatever whatever you want to call it on the bottom and see what happens yeah it's crazy because if you look up a foil board like just yeah. a regular foil board um they don't have the propellers on the bottom and it's just like a fin yeah but I don't, I don't even know how the science works but i guess once you're going and you have the wind powering you it just it just picks you up out of the out of the water it's crazy so that's the next thing i need to learn is like how to wing foil gotcha yeah. nice yeah. i'm sorry i'm looking at these photos now and i'm just like amazed. no yeah <laughs> At, at what you can do now so yeah um no that's cool the fact that you so you just started doing this while you were in yeah like literally two weeks ago um and also like i, I just grew up doing a lot of water stuff because literally like it's been 100 degrees all summer like i tell you like starting in may and today today is also like 99 degrees is all summer long it's been freaking hot so for the most part, like if I'm outside, I'm spending my time in the water. Nice. You know, it, we just hit like Texas is normally that hot where it's hundred mm-hmm. degrees all the time. Uh, today we just hit triple digits for the second time all year. Oh my gosh. It's and so it's just like it, like, I mean, it's been hot all summer. Don't get me wrong. It's been like yeah. mid high nineties. And you guys have the humidity too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That That's that's intense yeah but, yeah so no it's it's interesting how weather works so yeah. um but yeah i don't want to keep you too much longer um 
so you got the new, you got the EP out now. You got a single out, or you've got a few singles out in plus the EP. Um, what, what was, how did you kind of divvy that up? Because, like, I mean, I, I'm assuming they were all written prior to the beginning of the year when you yeah. were kind of deciding what to release. How, how did you kind of divvy all that up? Um, so my EP has been a process in the making for a minute now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I knew those three songs were going to be on the EP and that I wanted to release that. And then after the EP, I actually wrote You're Gonna Miss Me, which was my first like solo single I released. And that was kind of like my guinea pig song. Like, all right, I'm going to release this just to because I had a new artist page. Right. So I'm like, all right, I need to like figure this out and work on my marketing and whatever. So I released that one, which I thought did pretty well. And then I released my EP after, which I really wanted to come out during summer. And yeah, now I'm just focused on like other songs that I've been working on that I'm super stoked to release and, and just getting more in the habit of uh, consistently releasing, which has been good. Yeah. And when you say like, what it, to you, what is consistently releasing mean? Um, like I'm aiming for once a month, mm-hmm. but it's probably more like once every six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And like one thing that I I like to tell musicians as they're um, kind of working out their release strategies and what they want to do. If you get to a point where you find yourself touring and Mm -hmm. out playing, like if if you're just playing in town local shows, it's not Mm -hmm. near, it's not nearly as big of a thing. But if you're, if you're at the point where it's like, yo, I've got a, three week tour and then I'm off. And then you're just like building up these tours and out playing. Mm-hmm. You probably want to start looking at um, like a way to, whether it's an hard copy EP or a hard copy LP, that would be something to look into. But since right now you're just kind of doing the more localized shows, singles makes perfect sense. Although yeah. at some point people are going to want to, start supporting you and buying your merch and buying. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 That may be something to look into as you kind of plan for 2022. Definitely. But you know, it's one of those things where I completely understand you don't want to put out all this music at once because Mm -hmm. like releasing singles, it just has so much more legs right now, especially in the current culture. Yeah. The music industry. So and that was like with my EP too. I released two of three songs as a single. Then the EP had the third song on it just to kind of like stretch out that release yeah. and get more ears in there. Yeah. I, I did notice that I was going to bring it up, but you know, it was just one of those things where I was just like, no, I'm going to just, if it comes up, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. And so that was very much done intentionally. And yeah. Okay. Was there any uh, thought of doing a music video for anything off the EP or? Uh, I definitely would like to. It all comes down to my schedule and just like finding people that would be willing to help me out with like shooting it and stuff mm-hmm. um, and trying to figure out like a place around here that yeah. I could possibly shoot at. Because yeah. uh, so easy, like when you're in LA, you're like, oh, there's so many options for everything. Now that I'm back home, I'm like, all right, we've got like a backyard. And actually, it's not even that easy out in California unless you just got a crew that's really good at being true yeah low-key yeah that is true because now nowadays everything requires a permit 
Yep. I'm going through that right now. I'm getting ready to do a, a few interviews up in Dallas and because of COVID we have to do it out at parks and whatnot. And it's like, mm -hmm. all right, let me find out what Dallas is all about. If they're going to yeah. make me go get a permit or whatever. So yep, yeah, I'm currently going through that one myself. It's not fun. It sucks. It's, it's not, weird. it's super annoying. <laughs> I remember going through film school and I just go set up wherever I wanted. Nobody was going to say nothing to me. So yeah. Yeah, things have changed. Yep, for sure, for sure. But um, if anybody wants to check out your music or uh, any upcoming shows, where's the uh, best place for them to do that? My website is lilmacara.com. And then you guys can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, at lilmacara. And I post all of my like show dates and music on there, as well as my YouTube and uh, my Spotify. So my music pages are just Mikara. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And then before we leave, um, what's one piece of advice you have for young musicians out there? Um, just get out and do it and don't be scared to release things that maybe you don't feel is perfect. Cause I feel like a lot of artists spend, and, and I've done it myself too, spend so much time trying to create that perfect thing, but with art, it's never going to be perfect. Cause you're always going to be perfecting things and making things better as you go along. Um, so just don't be scared to start releasing today and just like putting yourself out there and take it all in, you know, never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. hundred percent agreed. Thank you so much for joining us. I absolutely am glad that we were able to sit down and chat and reconnect when I was prep prepping or when I saw the, uh, um, the request come in, was it like two, two months ago, I guess. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It, Cause the, like, it feels like, my September and October got booked back in like June. And okay. so it was just like, wow, that's mm -hmm. crazy. But no, when I saw it come up, I was like, wait, who is this? I have no idea. And then I went, like I said, and went and looked and I was like, oh yes, that's right. Yeah. No, it's so funny. Cause I didn't even realize, um, cause I was booking a bunch of, of, of like podcasts and interviews back in, in June yeah. I was working with someone who just like sent me a bunch to sign up for. Yeah. And then when I was looking at my email yesterday, I was like, Oh my God, I know you. Yeah. And <laughs> I so was like, Oh yeah. All I, right. I, I was like, cool. I, I had that same exact reaction. I was like, you post today, you posted the, uh, like just saying, Hey, we're going to be yeah, out, yeah. out, whatever. And I was like, I wonder if she remembers me just because in the notes, the way you worded it, I was like, I don't know if she remembers <laughs> That she was on here at one point. Yeah, no, going. once I saw it, because at the time when I was, like, booking stuff, I was just going through, like, filling all my information for, like, a bunch of different things. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, once I, like, saw your Instagram today, I was like, oh, my God, great. Because I was kind of like, oh, shit, I have a podcast scheduled today. And I was like, who am I with? And then I saw it was you, and I was like, oh, okay, chill. I was like, yeah. this will be a good one. Because it's always easy talking to you, so I was like, all right, that's cool. I appreciate that. That's yeah, that's really like, reassuring. Looking forward to it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, once again, thank you for joining us. It's been an absolute blast. And then uh, when you get ready to uh, October, maybe a little soon, but whenever you got the next big, uh, next big release ready to come out, let me know. Love to have Definitely. you back on. Definitely. Sounds good. For sure. <laughs> and then once again, thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you guys later. See you guys. Cool. We're good. Cool. Awesome. Yeah.